Welcome to Blur Culture issue number seven! Seven! Hi, Lil Richard. Where nerd is a new black. I'm Troy, and I'm joined by my two co hosts, Ethan. How's it going, peoples? And Sean. <laughs> Join us as we discuss with Lana Del Rey the blurriest topics on by speaking <laughs> basis. Uh, this week is our Ethi Extravaganza! <laughs> yeah, you heard it. It's this past week's marked another successful venture into the Electronic Entertainment Expo with a buttload of games and virtual reality to show for it. Uh, we're going to talk about each panel, what surprises, and conceive a plan to get into it next year by the end of the show. So stay tuned. Also, if you like what we were talking about, but you don't like what we're talking about, we have timestamps in the description. Make sure you just go through, figure out which number you want to talk about, then bow. Hope you guys enjoy the show. And for now, we will start with the character Chronic Cause, where each week will give a bio on an important character and the impact they've made in the medium, whether it be in TV, comics, or video games. <clears throat> so I'm going to start it off. <coughs> all right. Kick, punch, it's all in the mind. <laughs> Uh, things I teach you and show the beach you, but nevertheless you get it wasn't a beach and I'll kick, 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 punch. Since Sony has such a fantastic song at this year's E3, I wanted to talk about one of my favorite retro characters, Palapa the Rapper, <laughs> a 2D beanie wearing beagle in a 3D world who faced challenges and knew the only way he could overcome each was through the power of hip hop. Rapper the Rapper was released in 1996 to critical acclaim, and sales only led to a spin-off starring his sister, Unjammer Lammy, I'm not making that name up, and a sequel, which is now available on the PS4 Marketplace. Go check it out. Perhaps learned plenty of lessons through this game, such as cooking, driving, how to take down evil corporations trying to rid the world of music, knitting, and love, you know, normal stuff. The entire time shouting, you gotta believe, which I'm sure Naruto and WWE's Roman Reigns Jack from him. Otherwise, the raptacular canine had a wide vernacular with rhymes, bars, and should be respected as one of the greats. Surely would be in the Mount Rushmore of hip-hop next to Biggie, Tupac, and Megan Trainor. I'm out! <laughs> <laughs> and that is our character chronicle. And now for Planet Bugle. This is the latest news and rumors in the entertainment industry handed to us by Perry Wright. And we are getting right down to it with Donald Cover. Oh, Cover? Wow. Donald Glover. <laughs> Cast in Spider-Man Homecoming. Everybody give it up. Give it up for him. Hey, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. Right. Earlier this week, it was announced that the most childish of Gambino shall enjoy the super diverse cast that is Spider-Man Terrible Subtitle. I mean, Spider-Man <laughs> Homecoming. Uh, the significance behind this was many years ago, before Spider-Man was rebooted with Andrew Garfield, there was a huge petition to get Sir Glover to helm the role, so for it to come together full circle with the third reboot is certainly amazing, Spider-Man. What do you guys think of it? Oh, I love it. I mean, I'm a little bit bitter um, that he won't be playing <laughs> Miles Morales, uh, <laughs> as we so much wanted, and it's a tiny bit of like a, a consolation prize, but I'll take it. I'll take uh, Donald Glover in any movie about anything. I mean, um, so for it, so for it to be the Spider-Man movie is just even better than I could ever ask for. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm very kind of on both sides of the situation, where it does feel consolation prizey in terms of um, them choosing him as essentially as a side character. Yeah. At the same time, I, I do have to give credit where credit is due, and it does look like they are making this film incredibly diverse. Um, yes. We we still always need more movies, television shows, you know, with diverse people leading them, but we don't know what his, his role is, and so I'm very excited into finding out 
who Donald Glover will play. It's a bit obvious, but I am leaning towards Harry, just because I feel like they can kind of change up the dynamic. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. A, a bit more than the previous uh, James Frankel. And I feel like he, he would be able to bring something else to the character that probably nobody else could. I don't know. I feel, I feel like Donald Glover and, and his acting and his comedy and his style is very singular. So I'm I, I'm happy that he's cast in this, in this movie for multiple reasons. I just want him to be in the trilogy. I don't want him to be in the As long as he gets that trilogy money, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I so I, I would love to see him as Harry Osborn. My only concern is that he's considerably older than uh, the actor playing Spider-Man, yeah, that's uh, what Peter Parker. Saying. So, I mean, like Ethan said, if they change up that dynamic, it could work fine. I mean, I don't care. I'm not a I'm not a purist that the way a lot of people are. Yeah, uh, I, I I kind of feel like the more changes that they make to the Spider-Man, the better. We've literally seen this story um, ten thousand times. <laughs> um, so I I feel like. At this point, you know, as much as I can be a purist for my own, you know, DC comic fr- franchises, um, we haven't had as many opportunities as, say, a Spider-Man has, and, and therefore I feel like now it's definitely time to break new ground, try something different, and it looks like they are taking the first steps in doing so with this cast. Yes, yeah. and just so you guys are aware, Harry Osborn is the Green Goblin's son, popular from the first Spider-Man movie, just so you... Uh, I mean, just basically, that's from my mom when she listens to this. <laughs> Son of Norman Osborn, but yeah. The guy, the guy James Franco played. All four. Please, please, more Donald Glover and more things, please. Thank yeah. you. All, all, all the times. All the times. Yeah. So. I agree. All right. And I mean, it also means the soundtrack is going to be lit now because. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I refuse to be in any movie that is not lit. <laughs> <laughs> Now, for save point, which we'll do a little different this week with our EFI extravaganza intel, uh, we'll tackle each uh, well, each conference, Xbox, Sony, and Nintendo, uh, and then later we'll just do our honorable mentions for games. I'll start first with the Microsoft Xbox conference. Microsoft's conference this year was a regular Microsoft conference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing too earth-shattering with them as they played to what made them big in the first place. Graphical improvements. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with, this, <laughs> with this show, they revealed a Play Anywhere option, a new purchasing system where you'll be able to play your games on Xbox and Microsoft 10 as long as you buy it digitally. Uh, so one purchase gets you. I mean, one purchase. Did you just say it. Microsoft 10? Uh, is it Microsoft 10? Windows 10. Windows 10. What's <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> they should probably just call out my... Okay. New custom controllers that will go for $80. You'll be able to choose a color scheme and engrave your name inside remote. You can make it like a rainbow one. Uh, you can make it based off the Power Ranger. It does not matter. Uh, and Project Scorpio, which will be the next system to be released at the end of next year. They had a weird idea of revealing it. It was at the very end of the show. I honestly think they probably should have just left it alone. But they were like... They had this, like, eight people talk about the system, and they were like, there's going to be eight teraflops of, of space to, to back up the... I thought it was eight. Is it six? Okay, well, I mean, well either way, I, didn't, I thought when he said teraflops, it's like, he made that word up. That's not <laughs> so, no, he actually he actually didn't make that word up. It is a, a word that's used in the tech industry, but the consensus is that it doesn't have a whole lot of meaning. Um, Here's the other thing. Why do I need to know that? But, but let me let me know. All right. So he's like teraflops of speed. Uh, there's 4K display on every single part of the system. We have backup and two engines. And I'm like, you guys are describing a computer. You're selling me a computer. I don't know where, where we're going around now. Where we're trying to play this off as a console, but this is a computer. But 
besides that, no shade, I apologize. They also showed some exclusives. There's a Gears of War demo, a Gears of War for uh, Gears of War number four demo. Uh, Scalebound, Recore, Sea of Thieves, Return of Dead Rising, and Grand Horizon Forza Turismo 3. Um, it's a real game. <laughs> it's not based off of anything. It's its own unique thing. But yeah, no, overall the showing was, was, uh, was, was cool. What it was, was weak. It was weak. Was, uh, I don't care about... Uh, honestly, like, I am probably the biggest um, Xbox apologist you'll find. <laughs> and their showing was weak. I'm not impressed. I, I knew about Project Scorpio uh, several weeks ago. There was nothing exciting about it yet, only because it doesn't exist yet. And then on top of that, uh, Project Scorpio is likely going to bring about sort of a division between the people who can afford the new Xbox One and the people who are sticking with the old Xbox One. Because yeah. I feel like what's going to happen is developers are going to start to target the, the higher-end hardware. Uh, and they're yes. going to be able to do a lot more, which, I mean, fine. Games will look better, and they'll, they'll uh, maybe play a little bit better on the Scorpio. But what's going to happen is that we're going to get a situation where they're not even trying to make the game, you know, fun on the lower-end systems because they're going to, going to be wanting you to play them on the highest-end version. So I'm not really here for it, but I'm also going to buy it, so let's be real. <laughs> so then, I'm here for it, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> my, my whole thing is, like, for their, for their idea of thinking, oh, this is how we beat PlayStation is by just making a better system. Like, no, you guys made the same system this time around, and PlayStation just beat you because they they knew how to market it better. So why don't you try something different? I, I mean, mean, I mean, but the thing is that Sony's doing the same thing. They just didn't officially announce it. The, the PlayStation Neo. So it's I mean, it's the same thing. They're yeah, doing so they're doing exactly the same thing. The yeah. difference is that this time around, they're probably Microsoft is probably going to have Sony beat on the hardware end. Um, Sony's PS4 is slightly better than the uh, Xbox One, enough to um, give better graphics and slightly better performance. So yeah. um, we'll see. X uh, Microsoft's goal is to to beat Sony this time. The problem is that they've now shown their hand, and Sony's going to know what they need to do to try to match it. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, just on their game, really, the games that they showed really quick, the exclusive ones, because a lot of the games that they were showing were also eligible <laughs> for PlayStation 4, which was like, this is a very weird marketing move. And the, the whole <laughs> idea that, oh, the DLC, the DLC will be here 30 days before PlayStation, who cares? Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I will never care about whose DLC gets for The game, I want the game exclusivity. Give me that, and that, that makes me buy your system. Not that I get to pay more for a game to play it before the other people get to play. Like, what? All right, but anyhow. The game that kind of fell off for me, because I was excited for it last year, but then this one, hey, I looked at it, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, Scalebound, it involves a guy who looks like Dante from Devil May Cry's illegitimate, illegitimate style. <laughs> he has a dragon. So their big pull this year was, oh, there's going to be co-op multiplayer uh, of four people taking it out monsters. Significantly, significantly, basically saying, hey, we are completely ripping the idea of Monster Hunter from Nintendo. <laughs> and making and what makes it worse is that the characters aren't even unique to themselves. It's just you playing as a main character in four different outfits. And then they had some weird, like, this idea that EDM drum and bass music makes him a better fighter. And I'm, usually I'm for that idea, music made. Like the, but it's like the most generic freaking 2004 D&B-like type... <laughs> Type thing where I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess I'm not now. Now I don't want to buy the game anymore. 
Recore looked dope. Recore is developed by the guy who created Metroid Farm, I believe, and they didn't show enough of it for me, but it looked beautiful. Um, sea of Thieves was actually kind of cool, too. Sea of Thieves was basically an idea of a first-person MMO pirate, where you assemble a crew, you get on a pirate ship, you can go across any type of lands, you can battle other people, you can find treasure, basically build up like your own uh, Pirates League. I thought that idea was... Cool. I wish it was in third person, but that's just me. I don't like first person stuff. I don't get the idea of customizing my character for not to be seen. But you know, regular campaigns. That's the whole uh, reason I can't play Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, and I want it so bad, but I'm like, I'm gonna suck at this game, so I don't wanna. Overall, Microsoft six out of ten for me. They, Ooh, really? They, 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 a six? I would give them like a four and a half to be honest with you. I mean, I, like, I, I was still impressed by like how Gears of War looked, and then. The, at least they're trying something with the Sea of Thieves, uh, the games. Uh, and, and, but and the custom, I'm definitely gonna buy it with the custom controller. And I'm the definitely controller gonna have a is like, the controller is the big one. I'm gonna have a Nightwing colored like controller. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that I can make that as a possible. And then oh, I'm sorry. Last complaint. All right. So the Windows 10 Play Anywhere thing. I okay. The idea when they said that, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. But then it triggered to me. I don't have a two thousand dollar computer. Where I could just play, <laughs> where it would matter uh, that I could play this game anywhere, because I don't have the what's the anywhere part? Literally, a, my computer yeah, that I, I mean, own is I mean, in the room all, with the Xbox that I own. So not, necess- not necessarily. Uh, so Sony has this functionality also, and I just mm-hmm. did, used it the other day to play a PS4 game um, while I was at my on my uh, PS4, which was in Baltimore, uh, at my parents' house in Delaware on my MacBook. And it was it was decent. It wasn't the best. Uh, the graphical fidelity was uh, a little bit low, but the, perform- the performance was fine. You're not going to be playing um, like a first-person uh, shooter, uh, you know, competitive or anything like that. Because gotcha. Be but just for you, like, like a single player. It, it, func- it functions well enough to use. It's nice to have, but it's not something you're going to be using all the time. Certainly not when you're at home. Well, I mean, I guess so. I can't knock it so I try it. But for me, I was like, that just sounds expensive. Uh, <laughs> no, you you don't you don't you don't need to get it. You don't need to spend an obscene amount of money on a computer. Don't do it. It's a waste right, of well. money. PC gaming is unnecessarily expensive, and I don't I don't support it. It's I it's more like a, a lifestyle. It is. You kind of have to dedicate you see, yourself. It, there's a thing called PC Master Racing. It's like <laughs> that sounds. <laughs> Like, it's made up by white people. All right. Uh, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> right. And they, like, the master race is, like, caps lock. All right. Uh, <laughs> so that's all for our Xbox section. All right. Next up is uh, Sony's PlayStation event, where they showed a whole lot more than, X- uh, than Microsoft did this year. <laughs> Um, so not a bunch of hardware stuff this year, but they did show a ton of VR with their uh, upcoming Sony VR system. The most significantly for me was uh, some ba- uh, Batman Arkham VR announcement, which looks, I don't know, the trailer showed absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> Final Fantasy XV VR, which looks like a joke um, because you play as the probably the worst character in the game. Clown. Uh, <laughs> Um, and actually, uh, Call of Duty showed some cool VR stuff, and I've never been interested in a Call of you Duty. You know, okay, so, so that looks pretty dope. You know, they were smart about that because they didn't show that it was Call of Duty until yeah, no, the I, demo. I would have ignored it if it said Call <laughs> of Duty at the beginning. I was like, yo, this is lit. And then it was like, Call of Duty. I was like, ah, oh, you got it. It almost, got it almost me. looks like a new Halo or something like that. But um, anyway, uh, they also showed some cool exclusives like Days Gone which is an upcoming zombie survival game similar to Dead Rising, a new God of War game, Horizon Zero Dawn, 
the worst title of a game ever, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get Dream Drop Distance. <laughs> well, this, this particular next. title actually um, actually includes Dream Drop, Dream Drop Distance in it. So, uh, <laughs> um, some more exclusives were The Last Guardian, which is the long-awaited uh, game from the creator of Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, uh, an amazing-looking Spider-Man game. <laughs> Resident, e- Resident Evil, which um, I'm good. I'm not playing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Crash Bandicoot is coming back. Some remasters of the first three games are coming back, and he is also joining Skylanders, which is pretty cool. Crash Bandicoot is the greatest um, uh, Bandicoot in the world, I guess. I don't know if there are any other famous ones. There's so many <laughs> other Bandicoots. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, uh, the game Death Stranding, which is uh, Hideo Kojima's upcoming game. It's his first game since his departure from Konami, and he straight up stole Norman Reedus for the game. Um <laughs> Which is hilarious to me. So, the I, I think the biggest game... Oh, wait, I forgot one. My bad. Uh, Detroit Become Human, which is... Yes. Um, if you've ever played Heavy Rain or Until Dawn, it's that sort of game where basically you're making decisions. It's a, it's an interactive movie, basically, where you're making decisions to determine the, uh, the, the story that happens, the progression of the story. So, that's the biggest one that I'm excited about. I don't really know why they didn't show a whole lot, except that you play as an android, uh, one of a selection of androids, and you just make these crazy decisions that stop other androids from hurting each other and killing each other, and you can save, like, cute little kids from being dropped off the edge of buildings, which is, you know, that's not that's not good, so we don't want yeah. that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Population of kids. <laughs> um, Troy, I think you wanted to talk about Days Gone. That looks exciting, and I'm also um, not playing that. Yes, so heart attack inducing days gone uh, was shown as the the button uh, at the end of the the conference. Um, I I showed it to I showed it to my mom the other day just because I wanted to see her reaction. I was like I just because literally the best thing the best person to watch anything with is my mom. My mom has the best reactions. You think she's in the movie or in the game as it's going. She on. does. I will attest to this. <laughs> um, but no, uh, days gone is basically if you've ever watched World War Z. This is if they yeah, made a game, a basically. Um, there's like the amount of zombies that are on screen at, a, at one time is a like this astound. It's an astounding feat that they were able to find. Now, me, I'll never play that game. I will never play that game by myself unless they talk about in a few months that there's gonna be a multiplayer component or Sean and Ethan are here constantly as yeah. I play it. I was gonna when say I'll play. I'll play it with somebody sitting in the room with me. Yes, yeah, but I, I will never <laughs> play that game by myself. Oh my gosh. Uh, you play as the character who I believe uh, the actor playing it was the same guy who was in that Star Wars game, um, that solo Star Wars game like a, like like half a decade ago where you oh, okay. decided to be a uh, uh, Jedi or a Sith like through all decisions and it was like Mass Effect for Star Wars. It's kind of cool. Was that a Knights um, of the Old Republic? That one. It wasn't Knights of the Old Republic. It was um, ah, I forgot. Knights of the Old Republic is literally like Mass Effect. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's by way. But yeah, it's it was a uh, it was just scary, like the, the fear, like usually zombies scary. at night, scary. But this is zombies at daytime, just as scary. Uh, the scariest thing in the world to me, first of all, I love zombies, and I loved zombies long before 
the entirety of the world decided that zombies were the coolest thing ever. My dad got me into zombies when I was little when he showed me Night of the Living Dead, and it changed my life and scared the crap out of me. Um, no but the, the thing that is scarier than anything, in my opinion, is a running zombie. A fast yes. zombie is not even fair because, like, slow zombies are already dangerous in numbers, and then you get like just hundreds of them and they're all fast and they're just like moving like a wave and oh my god and, they and it wasn't even nighttime in the freaking trailer it was the day I'm not nope, nope. Uh, good shot I mean honestly I thought this was like when I seen it I was like oh this is Last of Us 2 oh it's not that's what it looked like at first. It, it was very similar uh, it was starring a, a guy from a, a, a motorcycle gang uh, yeah. Probably a play on Hell's Angels or something. Something. But uh, Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> so yeah, that too. Um, yeah. Quickly, I, I did want to talk about the Spider-Man game really quick. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man game. When they showed that, that was the only game I jumped for excitement for. I don't know why, but I loved <laughs> Spider-Man games back when they were like good. This is well. This one is the reason why this is amazing. Is this is made by Insomniac Games. Uh, Insomniac has a very dope track record. Last uh, the actually the year before last, they made this awesome game called Sunset Overdrive on Xbox. It's really under I mean underrated, but like the colors in it and like the idea of, of making it cartoony, they can tell like you're they're really gonna try hard at this game. And that one looked so amazing. The suit. Um, they also don't forget they also are responsible for Ratchet and Clank, which has been a long running series, and it's yes. still just got a movie like it's doing yeah. so well. Yes, and uh, the suit a little different. They added some white in the uh, the infamous spider emblem, but it's, it still has a regular, I mean, the, the natural red and blues to it. Um, I like the suit. A lot of people didn't like the suit. I, I like, love it. <laughs> I thought the suit. I mean, the white is a different touch. I, I kind of like that that they, they they tried that. But I'm sure with them and, and usually with every uh, Spider-Man game, they're going to have different costumes. I mean, I did read earlier that it has nothing to do with the Marvel cinematic cinematic universe. Now it might come out the same time. As a game, but it has nothing like no ties I, to the story or anything like that. Good because these movie games are always so bad. Just let yeah, them right. be standalone. They don't need to. They don't need to tie in. I don't need tie-ins. I'm smart. I can put things together. Yeah. On my Nobody own. gets anything from a tie-in video <laughs> <laughs> game. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I will say except, except Spider-Man Two. Spider-Man Two. That yeah. Was, yeah. Was the best that to me is game. the last good Spider-Man game. Troy, you said you played another one a couple of years ago. I forget what what it was called. Web of Shadows. That one, I mean, Web of Shadows. And that that one was fun. Yeah. Uh, but no. Spider-Man 2 is the best movie game of all time. Absolutely. So, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Don't forget about the, the joke. Because I know you want to talk about the joke. That was the Final Fantasy XV uh, VR. Oh, my gosh. All right, bro. So, I can tell Square Enix was told like a year ago, hey, you know you've been working on this game for like, like 20 years. You can also add <laughs> VR to it if you want to. No, I mean, I'm not sure. No, add VR to it. And that's what this game was that they showed where you play a gunner, and, like, they were trying to be so cool about it. They're like, you can teleport to another area to shoot, and another area. Like, no, just give it a don't. I don't need that for VR. I, mm -hmm. I really don't need, and it looked, I mean, they had to tone down the graphics, too. Like, no, like, no, nah, obviously this is a money grab. Like, you can tell that one. I already think what they're doing already. Uh, I'm not going to rant about it. I'm sorry. Not, not to mention, like, anybody who is well-versed in Final Fantasy games knows that the gunner class is very rarely very useful. Because um, they don't deal any damage, and then also this character that you're playing as in VR is so annoying. Like I haven't even played that game yet, and I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell the people that are like that are like so heavy. Oh, this is an amazing thing. Like no, you're just a super hardcore Final Fantasy stand. I get it. 
You'll buy anything. Like I'll do that for anything Super Smash Brothers. Like I, I didn't. Like I played that Same. terrible party mode that they had. In the <laughs> this one. Oh, I was like, I was like, no, this this is something you got. It wasn't. It was terrible. But I got it because I love. Super- so I get it if you want to play that game. But for me, I just that's a reach. That is a reach as far as VR goes. So I mean, well, what what did you uh, want to rate the conference, Holmes? Uh, I give it like an eight. I would have given honestly. I would have given it a higher score if. I know they didn't want to show the uh, the PS4 Neo because yeah. basically they were playing they were tricked Microsoft into showing their hand um, and Microsoft <laughs> was pretty dumb for that. But um, if they had at least acknowledged it because they they've already acknowledged it publicly, but if they acknowledged it on the stage, that would have just made it that little bit better to me. I don't know. I I like new hardware even though I'm mad about buying it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, moving on to Nintendo E3 news. Treehouse Live section, y'all. Grab yeah. your kitchen bags. Grab Reggie. your s'mores. <laughs> it's time for us to leave over. Um, do, we, do we have like a crickets uh, sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> that would be and appropriate. Um, so, yeah, most of it, honestly, as a Nintendo fan stand, um, it, it, it was lackluster, not, not going to lie. I mean, Monster Hunter Generations, your usual suspects of Mario Party Star Rush, Paper Mario Color Splash, Rhythm Heaven, Mega Mits, blah, blah, blah. Um, the, the killer apps, of course, was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which Ooh. more like Breath of My Life. Because <laughs> the, the breath team, of Fresh Air? Breath of Fresh Air, yes. Exactly what I, I needed. Um, yeah, this game looks so amazing. I'm, I'm going to probably go on record. Like t- To be honest, I don't think that a Zelda game uh, since Ocarina of Time has ever surpassed that. I didn't even really fully enjoy Majora's Mask because Ocarina was so good. Yes. And I, I'm, I'm feeling like Breath of the Wild might take the title, um, which has been years and years, just because like I enjoyed Twilight Princess. The functionality and everything was cool. But it's still like I still didn't get that magic that I got from Ocarina, which, of course, is, is hard to do when mm-hmm. you kind of you know go from 2D to 3D. It's just like with, with Super Mario 64, it's still considered one of the best platformers to date. Also, the the next probably biggest game there, aside from Pokemon Sun and Moon, but there weren't a lot of big uh, news concerning that, just a, a few more um, Pokemon from the beginning of, of the storyline. But Pokemon Go, um, the features and functionality, that was a major point of it. Um, there, there wasn't a lot of new gameplay about it, but in terms of the uh, functionality and the, the price point and the, re- the release date of the Pokemon Go Plus, which is the add-on, this wearable accessory that can allow you to catch Pokemon without you having to take out your phone, was announced to be also released sometime in July. Whereas previously, it um, we didn't know when the release date was. I'm kind of feeling, feeling like this is like Nintendo putting some pressure on Niantic, which is the developer of this game, to like put it out ASAP. Um, but Either way, we're going to get it, so that's awesome. Overall, Nintendo didn't have a lot, um, and I'm also like, you know, pissed off at the fact that the NX, which is their upcoming system, there's still like no word of it. And like, I, I get that Nintendo is playing their own game; they're only like playing with themselves, but they still need it. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, or did I? Um, but 
<laughs> but at the same time, like I'm not even talking about like competing with PlayStation and Xbox because let's be serious for five seconds. But like <laughs> in terms of giving back to the fans just a bit more. But uh, once again, Zelda and Pokemon Go were definitely the highlights of it. So, what were your thoughts? Um, <laughs> were you no thoughts? I can't. I can't wear that. I can't do that Pokemon Go wearable. I. I, I can't wear it. I'm wearing it. That I'm cool. wearing I, it. I, 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 just, I just can't. I can't. <laughs> I have no shame in my game. It's um, not even the I, shame. I just, I just think it's ugly. <laughs> it's like a Pokemon a lot. I don't look cool. Um, I was I was surprised. I mean, because initially when I heard it, I didn't even I didn't realize that that attachment was gonna come with it for thirty five dollars, which ain't bad. Um, yeah. for a game I'm gonna be playing the rest of my life. But uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I I was very surprised that they announced that this was coming out next month. I, I I did not think we were getting it this year, honestly. Yeah, I fully believe that Shigeru Miyamoto had um well Nintendo as a whole had no intention of saying this information, but someone asked them a question, mm-hmm. and he just kind of, like, said it. She got to fight tired because they gave him, like, the whole spiel, like, don't say this, and don't say that, and don't yeah. say that. I'm, I'm made like, this company. I can right. say what I want. Watch me. <laughs> back. Um, so um, that's what I feel like happened. I feel like they were going to maybe wait maybe, like, a couple of weeks, see where they were, and then announced if it was going to come in July or at a later date. Mm-hmm. But um, he definitely kind of uh, shot the gun quickly on that situation, which I'm 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 happy for. Like I feel like um, we we've waited we've waited long enough, and I don't think it should come in that closely next to Pokemon Sun and Moon, which is coming yes. um, November. So I'm going to need some my my Pokemon fixed before Sun and Moon <laughs> comes out. So yeah, this, honestly, like, honestly, Pokemon Go is the closest we're ever going to get to the Pokemon game we've been asking for for years. Yeah. Um, yes. And so, like, I like I've just always wanted an MMO Pokemon yes. game. Um, that is the one place where I would be happy to play on an MMO. Console. It makes sense. Yeah, on a console, not like oh, yeah. just just so I can see it, just big. You know what I mean? Just on my yeah. on my on my big TV and like enjoy it in its in its full gorgeous graphical. And then beauty. have myself transferred over to the 3DS, so when I'm playing out and about, boom! I can... Exactly, it's a continuing <laughs> experience. And Troy, <laughs> like. I used to tell him my whole concept of a Pokemon MMO that was actually um, not even turn-based, but one where you could even control the Pokemon themselves and attack. Um, not not saying that that would have to, to be the one that happens, but this is way back in like the Dreamcast era. Um, oh my yeah. god, the greatest era of all time. <laughs> right? Sonic Adventure. Sonic Adventure, okay. that sounds like Radio. Um, Radio. But, Power Stone. But yeah, all right, so all right, I, sorry. I, I too, um, you know, would have preferred and wished for more of a Pokemon MMO, mm-hmm. um, and this definitely feels like uh, a bit of a, a short change because it's not a full Pokemon RPG experience. Like for example, you are catching multiple Pokemon in order to like uh, get Pokemon candies, which then have them evolve, and it's it's very much about like going out and catching Pokemon, like. You know, got to catch them all, like that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And yes. when I was growing up, and still to this day, like I'm not really about catching every single Pokemon because I don't like every single Pokemon. <laughs> I, I want my, my favorite ones, and the other ones can kick rocks. But, <laughs> but in, in, in they can kick Geo dudes. Yes, they can kick Geo dudes. Yes, can kick oh, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> all of them. Um, Sorry, but that was terrible. <laughs> but. 
overall, I, th I think it's a very cool concept of being able to go out to different, you know, lands. If if you're by water, you'll come across more water. I thought water that was Pokemon. dope. Wait, I thought oh, that wait, was wait, cool. I didn't know that. I missed that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love um, that. It's it, it's definitely like giving you that real world experience. Like you'll like it. It, it showed Horsey by like this shore during the 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 gameplay footage. Um, and like, there's this this rumor that like only Kangaskhan will, will be in in Australia. I'm, I'm not <laughs> saying that that that's true, but I think like having Kangaskhans in more like sandy areas and such. So when you go maybe a, a, across country, you'll come across different Pokemon that aren't in your specific region, yeah. which I think is a very cool attribute to have. Well, that's cool up until you get the kids trying to go in caves uh, to find a Mewtwo. Yeah. Or the uh, middle or the <laughs> middle of the street with a car coming. That's the <laughs> only thing I'm worried about. Like, it occurred to me that, like, little kids are going to be trying to, like, step on the freeway because they see a Moltres across the street. You right. know what I mean? Going to the National Forest to find a Snorlax. Like. Yeah, that wasn't an R canine. That was a real canine. <laughs> now, what I, I think one of the things that I like most about the potential of this game is that it's go it might force people to get off their butts and like yeah. do something, you know what I mean, outside. That's that's actually the, their whole point, and yeah. um, the developers were talking about how, how they were trying to just make it very interactive, very active in general, in terms of even making the, the music upbeat in order to foster kind of more of an active walking lifestyle of going to, to different places. And, that's and that's also why they, they, they didn't want to set it up as your typical standard RPG, because they wanted like a constantly moving game, whereas mm -hmm. if you catch one Pokemon, you're probably just going to be sitting in one space trying to train it for it to become stronger. Whereas they are trying to um, make you go to different locations, catch more Pokemon, have them evolve, but it's, it's all about movement. Mm -hmm. um, the, um, the other thing that, that they, they pointed out was that it's going to essentially begin with the Kanto region Pokemon, which you know is the original red and, and blue version. Mm -hmm. um, and then as time goes on, it's going to you know go to generation two, three, four, five, and then eventually sun and moon. Um, which they they mentioned some functionality they didn't say what and I'm I'm not really quite sure what that could even be but uh, when sun and moon comes out there will be some connection between those two. Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to recreate my original starting. Uh, starting <laughs> <spot>. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember it was Charmander, Sandslash, uh, Pikachu. Of course, you like uh, Sandslash. That's such yes. a Pokemon you. He was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a desert ninja. He was so yeah. cool. And when I got oh, and then when I got Scythe, oh my god. Um, <laughs> quick, quickly back on, on Zelda, really quick. Uh, the, so the coolest thing about the Zelda is that they wanted to go back into the grassroots of the game. The original Zelda uh, on on NES, you could take Zelda, I mean Link, and go anywhere in the world, right? Mm -hmm. So what they did with this with this demo when they were showing it live is that they started you in this area, and, and somebody was saying that no matter who was playing, everybody kept going in different directions. So there's no linear game. Like you can, there is a story that you can go through, but there's a you can actually just decide that hey, I don't want to. I just want to go in this this part of the world or that part of the world. And the world is 12 times bigger than Twilight Princess, yes. which yeah. is insane to me. That's uh, hard. That's hard for me to even fathom. Yeah, yeah. that's a so, lot. They always got some weird like every. They only let Shigeru and the guy who I, I, his name escapes me right now, but the guy who created Zelda. These extra hidden features that the Wii U can unlock for Ultimate Space. But everyone else gets these. <laughs> gets to make these small games like Mario Tennis. And stuff. <laughs> uh, That's what you get. <laughs> I, I hope the NX is like 
I hope they at least, if nothing else, I hope it at least produces graphics on par with the other systems. I understand Nintendo doesn't want to do what everybody else is doing, but at a certain extent, you have to, like, put on your big boy draws and say, I got to do what I got to do. You know, you know yeah, what I mean? Just about if, if, like, they don't need to do what the Project Scorpio and Neo are doing, right? If they just make exactly. it... If, like, the, the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 graphics are great to me. I think mm-hmm. there don't need to be any... After that, after I see, like, what they did with The Division and Uncharted and stuff like that, like, that is fine. I'm fine with that, dealing with that the rest of my life. Just make these unique experiences with these games, which Nintendo is known for doing, but just have yeah. the, the, the graphical... And, I mean, the cool thing about this um, uh, Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wind... Is that it's going to wow. be released? Or oh, oh, wow! Oh, you know why I keep saying "Brother Wind"? I keep thinking the color of the, of the wind. No, I keep thinking the color of the wind by Pocahontas. <laughs> that cue was perfect. Uh, that cue was. It's just a dead thing you can claim. And scene. Anyhow, the reason why I was saying, <laughs> the reason why I, I feel as though. Uh, uh, How high? <laughs> Forget it. But anyhow, uh, I, I'm, I, with the NX, is supposed to be, I mean, the, the, they're, they're releasing the NX and the Wii at the same time. So I'm assuming, what I'm hoping, that's that there's a big graphical, like, the difference between the two with the NX. But we'll, we'll see. Um, last, last thing, I guess, about Zelda Breath of the Wild that I wanted to point out was that the uh, interactivity might be the most fascinating aspect of this game. But how you can steal the weapons of goblins, th- throw weapons, use mm. goblin clubs... Um, cut down a tree to cross a graph, um, a, a, a gap, and I just feel like this will add a new dimension to the Zelda franchise. That it, it, it seems small, but like being able to like climb a tree means that like tactically you might be able to see further out on onto the, the the vista, and then perhaps plan your attack more. Shoot an, an arrow instead of going face to face with it. Push a boulder down a mountainside in order to take out your enemies. It, it just opens up a very wide array of, of possibilities. That's very, very appealing to me because the one thing that's been uh, kind of off-putting about Zelda for me always is I've always felt like there was a lack of options for fighting mm-hmm. and, and that's growing now and so I'm <clears> glad <throat> that... See, that's a place where Nintendo is saying, okay, the world is changing. People are expecting th- different things from games. Let's give them more than one way to play. So I love that. Right, yeah, because this, this truly feels like an, an open world. They said that if you see something, you can go to it, which is a, a, a very that. big step for Nintendo as a whole. Yeah, uh, I did see like one thing where he was fighting one of the enemies, and they dodged out the way, and when he dodged, he, he, dodged, he hit a pot, the pot <laughs> broke, and he was able to use a piece of the pot. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, like, you can boil food. <laughs> you oh, can yes. boil food. Yes, nice. via the pot. Kirby, uh, Kirby's adventures in, in the oh, game. As well. <laughs> so, uh, E, what, what would you rate the the conference overall? I would give it a seven out of ten. I'm being a little nice, um, mm-hmm. just because I I feel like Breath of the Wild really struck me as a game that I would purchase a system for. I mean, I'm I'm going to get it anyway. I mean, it's the only place I can get like Super Smash Brothers and such. Nice. Um, Pokemon Go, once again, it definitely stands out for me as a game that has so much potential, and what they announced for it was more than what I was expecting. Yeah. So overall, yeah, I, I think a, a 7 is somewhat fair. Now, um, for honorable mentions, these are the games that weren't specifically for a platform, but ones we just wanted to talk about. Uh, first, we, let's talk about Injustice 2, you guys. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 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 oh, it made me so happy. There's just yeah. like... 
first off, the graphical overhaul, the idea that we're getting a huge, huge roster this time yeah. um, with the introduction of Atrocitus, which surprised me, and yeah. Supergirl. <laughs> I thought the Supergirl uh, the lab was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, I, I was watching this interview with Ed Boone, how he's talking about competitive play and the idea of, of how they're going to, to fix these specials because a lot of the complaints for the last game was that the specials were cool, but when you do it competitively, they're too long. Some of the moves <laughs> take it. So you shorten them down, but still made them just as cool. Uh, what do you guys mm-hmm. think of it? I'm not a like I'm not a big fighting game person and I actually never even played the first un- Injustice but what I did do was watch a lot of uh people playing them online mm-hmm. because um I just I I really like how the battle system looks and most especially I love the like the super attacks the effort they put into creating these these entirely unique like special attacks that are just uh, devastating is so impressive to me and it's on par with like movie production so I'm very excited to see where they go yeah definitely to echo what's been said before Injustice 2 looks really amazing um, the the roster especially I'm so very happy that they expanded it I did not expect Atrocitus, but I think that's really awesome for the kind of green. The cat is with them. How cool is that? <laughs> right, <laughs> little angry cat. Um, if if you don't know, Atrocitus is a a Red Lantern, much like how Green Lantern has willpower, Red Lantern has anger, i.e., hatred, hence the red. Um, also, the the special attacks look amazingly ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Aquaman's especially. I was like, okay. So from this point on, after the Aquaman film, we see freaking Drogo, you know, as Aquaman. Like, there's no more making fun of this man. Because that is awesome. Um, I, feel, I feel like that's, like, just the goal now, is they're trying to be like, no, but for real, listen, Aquaman is dope, I promise. Right. <laughs> Super Friends was 80 years ago, you guys. 80 years ago. Yes, um, I mean, I, I loved Injustice this one, I feel like this one, I feel like hands down looks better already. I'm very happy with the inclusion of, of Supergirl as well. I think with her TV show, they definitely need to up her profile. Um, DC hasn't really taken advantage of that, um, but now it looks like they are making progress into doing so. So yeah, so I'm super excited for Injustice too. Uh, then we had Watch Dogs 2 with a new protagonist, thank God. Uh, his name is Marcus. <laughs> it's another, you get a black protagonist in these games. You guys, thank you. We out here. And, uh, and he's a blurred because he's a hacker. This is true. Uh, this one is based in San Francisco as opposed to uh, the, the first one's Chicago uh, story home. This one looked really cool. I, I mean... I initially was like, there ain't no way in the world I'm about to buy this game again after they tricked me with that first movie. <laughs> uh, but that trailer and the 15 minutes of gameplay they showed about like hacking and having a drone and him knowing parkour and stealth, uh, stealth and the new fighting engine that they're using, I thought that game looked amazing. What do you guys think? Yeah, um, so I was going through watching like all the trailers and such, and I could not leave Watch Dogs 2. <laughs> um, I, I just got super invested in it. I don't know if it's because I'm like a... Mr. Robot obsessed fan, yeah. um, but this whole like hacking experience mixed with you know your open world Grand, Grand Theft Auto uh, technology, all all these things combined into what's become a very fascinating concept for me. Um, and the level of detail that they put into everything is just super impressive. From yes. the the animations of his parkour techniques to his clothing to his style to how they changed him from the the previous character. 
Um, this is a game that I'm completely on board. Also, sorry to cut myself off. <laughs> <laughs> the online capabilities of having it so that it's like this real world environment because the NPCs essentially live their own world. Um, yes. And then like it's up to you to kind of interact with it. Like the developers mentioned like how a dog would chase someone else, you know, and not just you. So that it doesn't feel like the world re revolves around you just like in real life, except for myself, of course. Um, <laughs> um, but, course. and so when, when people are in the game that, that are playing online, you can interact with them and kind of um, see if they want to join your particular crusade or battle. And sometimes there are in-game events as well. Mm -hmm. And I just think that the possibilities are endless. And even the things of the drone and being able to see inside someone's home. It, it almost feels like a modern uh, Metal Gear Solid mixed with, like, you know, your, your Grand Theft Auto because it, it definitely involves some stealth of you going into even, yeah. you know, companies and infiltration. But then there's, um, there's fighting techniques like um, the developer showed them using... I, I forget what type of string material it, it was, but they attached some kind of ball for, like, a very quick uh, me melee weapon. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's those levels of, like, DIY detail that really make this game fascinating to me. And, I mean, well, it also got me because with the first cinematic intro, they played Spaz by NERD, and I was like, I hate y'all. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> know exactly what y'all doing. Yeah. Uh, now, quick rant for the next game. They decided to show... I don't even want to call it show. They showed Mass Effect Andromeda. Mm -hmm. They showed... Uh -huh. they <laughs> What they did with Mass Effect Andromeda was people were complaining that they didn't have a trailer. Still, after all this time, with the game supposed to be like early next year, it's supposed to be coming out early next year. So what they did was they said, ooh, here's a video of people in the studio making the game. Not any actual gameplay, yep. except for like maybe a dude walking, and there's a yep. there's a, somebody waking up. That's not gameplay. That's like a that's like a uh, uh, that's like a CGI thing. <laughs> so yep. I'm just like I just like I not literally nothing can shake my enthusiasm for this game. But stop stop playing with me with these fake trailers. This is not. Was, yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna touch it. Just that was disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Here's uh, a video of, of motion capture. Hey, guys, we're still <laughs> making the game. We know you're making the game. We know it. <laughs> I'm aware you're making the game. Stop showing me that you're making the game. <laughs> Why would you show me that you're making the game? I, I have faith that you're making the game. Just show me more of the game. How about that? Like, I believe you. I don't, I don't think you're lying. It's fine. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Tony, did you want to talk about We Happy Few? Yeah, so there's a game coming called We Happy Few. It sort of looks like a, uh, a new version of Bioshock, like the first two Bioshocks, the super creepy, weird ones that I am way too scared to play, but I always tell myself that I'm going to play them anyway until they come out, and Never. then I don't. Um, <laughs> but basically, <laughs> what this game is, it's about uh, like a, a dystopian future... Uh, where everyone takes these things called joy pills that make them happy, they make them accepting of everything that's going on around them. Well, it, in the trailer, you see the main character deciding not to take this pill, and all of a sudden he becomes aware of how bizarre and terrifying and just, like, effed up this world is, and that is just sort of where the game goes. It's this guy trying to escape from this terrible world and figuring out, um, you know, 
what yeah. what's really real and I don't know why that's appealing to me I think I just like creepy stuff if I'm not playing it so I'm probably just going to watch somebody else play it on Twitch but it looks fun <laughs> <laughs> but it looks fun to me so. uh, which would be a good idea time to promote our Twitch uh, we do have a Twitch you guys eventually we will have games being streamed and us being play- us playing them and being scared of said games <laughs> and well, Twitch <laughs> oh, maybe we can play. Maybe we can play um, until dawn, and we can watch Troy kill the main character from Mr. Robot. I hey, it was everyone's decision. We were all in that room. We made Troy, the same decision. Troy killed like four people in the first twenty minutes. <laughs> anyway, um, so no. with with Maya party. <laughs> uh, what's this? Uh, overall, this this year's E3, it wasn't it wasn't too shabby. It wasn't like um, no, 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 no. I thought it was kind of weak. Yeah, it was alright. There was no like overall. Was could no, have been better. Could have been worse. That's how I can see it. Was my no, my my takeaway was that wow, there aren't many games that I want to play until next year. <laughs> <laughs> and now for sound waves. This uh, this is our, our weekly review of music and, and the dedication to it. Ethan will take over this week. So um, in rather sad news, this is about Christina Grimmy, uh, the 22 year old voice consist um, contestant was murdered after her performance in Orlando, Florida, just the night before the tragic events of the mass shooting at the Pulse Club. Um, I, I just wanted to preempt this just so this doesn't seem like a complete divergence. She was actually a, a very big gamer. Um, her, her favorite character, her, her favorite video game franchise was The Legend of Zelda. She loved Skyrim, Sonic, all, all that stuff. Even her um, her YouTube account was Zelda X Love 64. So, Sorry to interrupt. Um, she's I, def- I also read that she was pretty active in the uh, Super Smash Brothers community. Yes, yeah, she's definitely a Nintendo fan, so we connected on many levels. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is honestly very tragic news for me personally and many of her fans and of course her, her, her family. She was a super talented vocalist. I first saw her on The Voice. She was a YouTube star who came on stage and she absolutely tore the stage down. She had such a stage presence that you, you, you can't like teach that. Like this girl sat in her room and performed to a camera, but then for her to, to come out on stage like she was born for this, it, it, it didn't make sense. And her level of talent is, is almost incomparable. Her, her high notes, her, her beautiful falsetto, everything, the, the power of it, it was just so moving to me. Um, on top of that, she was a very down to earth and real person. She was very much about the betterment of people and being honest with her own insecurities and wanting to make sure that her fans didn't never felt that way. Um, it, it was really great to see um, recognition from other stars and singers like Tori Kelly, Christina Aguilera, Selena Gomez, Alicia Cara, uh, Fifth Harmony, and uh, Megan Trainor did a tri- tribute for her. And, you know, perhaps the, the, the biggest name, uh, Quincy Jones, you know, tweeted that, you know, essentially she was taken for art part time and how talented she was. And, I mean, if, if anything, that's something that I can, and we, we all can, can take away from it. I'm a person, as I've said in, in previous um, podcasts, that I am a fan of female vocalists um, and... I, I like to follow them from the beginning and to see their trajectory into the stratosphere, which I felt like Christina Grimmie was destined for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it definitely hurts kind of seeing that cut short at the same time. 
she's been given so much credit, which she so so rightly deserves, that I'm just super appreciative. Um, so, if if I can, um, to kind of follow suit of what uh, John did during the Prince episode, I would actually like to sing a song that uh, Christina Grimmie covered um, on The Voice by Lil Wayne. It's called How to Love. Hey. Um, yeah. It <laughs> is. <do>. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite song of hers that she's done um, on The Voice. And, and what, what she did to it was, once again, so moving. So let me hopefully get through this. <laughs> You had a lot of crooks trying to steal your heart. You never really had luck, couldn't never figure out how to love, how to love. You had a lot of moments that didn't last forever. Now you're in the corner trying to put it together. How to love, how to love. When you were just a young and your looks so precious, now you've grown up so fly, it's like a blessing, but you can't have a man look at you for five seconds without you being insecure, you never credit yourself, so when you got older, it seems like you came back ten times over, now you're sitting here in the same corner, looking through all your thoughts, looking over your shoulder, you had a lot of crooks trying to steal your heart, never really had luck, couldn't never figure out how to love. Hello. You had a lot of moments that didn't last forever. Now you're in the corner trying to put it together. Hello. Hello. So that was for. <laughs> Thank you. That was fantastic. Thank you. I'm I'm a little insecure about my voice, but I wanted to do that for. Uh, Christina Grimmy and it, it it would be awesome if everyone could um, could just check out some of, of her videos. She's just super talented. I I haven't really been able to listen to her since. It's been very hard for me, and it's I've I've dealt with you know Amy Winehouse, Prince, but I think it's because of, of how this kind of went down. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's just been been super difficult for me, but I. Um, plead for everyone to please check out this girl because she is amazing and she's an angel. Absolutely. Rest in peace, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's a uh, You guys will never catch me singing on here because I, <laughs> I do not have the voice that even this shot has. Stevie could pass right now. I'm not going to win. Troy has a better voice than he, he knows that he does, though. He's lying. Okay. No, we're we're, we're going to make this happen. Troy's going to say all right, so next up is our Technologic segment where I share uh, fun tech stories that happened in the past week. First up, at the, uh, at the Spanish National Research Council, uh, researchers have developed an exoskeleton that allows children with spinal muscular atrophy to walk. Uh, the, disease, hey. <laughs> the disease which causes muscles to deteriorate often makes it difficult for sufferers to get around which makes the ability to live a long and healthy life very challenging. So this exoskeleton has the potential to completely change these children's lives, which is absolutely amazing. I love kids, and kids deserve the best. That's awesome. um, so the device attaches to uh, wears legs and torso and mimics normal muscle function. This means that in addition to giving children uh, the massively underappreciated ability to walk, it also moves these kids one step closer to being the superheroes that they so deserve to be. 
Um, and this past Monday, Apple held its annual WWDC conference, and in contrast to the usual parade of white men at this, <laughs> at this and most other major tech conferences, Apple decided to make a real effort at improving representation on its biggest stage with a number of female presenters, one of whom might just ha uh, have become their biggest new name. Uh, Bozoma St. John, I believe is how you pronounce her name. I apologize. I'm going to say it several times, so if I'm not saying it correctly, I apologize. Um, <laughs> so Bozoma St. John, an Apple music executive and one of the first black women to ever step foot on the WWDC stage, took to the stage to pre present a newly redesigned Apple Music, and in breaking the norm, she brought the fun back to tech. Uh, to show off some of Apple Music's new features, Bozoma chose the iconic song Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang <laughs> in an attempt to give the room some life and joy and the massive awkward and uncomfortable mostly white male onlookers refused to join in the utter shameless fun. So, Bozoma announced, <laughs> I could be getting it. <laughs> I, could, I could get my, my strut on up and down the stage, but it's too early for that. I don't want to hurt you guys. <laughs> I want to watch this now. <laughs> classic, classic black woman statement. I love it. Um, in the, so in the tech industry, uh, which is a place where people like her are assumed to not exist at all, uh, Bozoma proved to the world that we are here, our needs matter, and perhaps most importantly, that tech is freaking cool and it should be fun and we should allow ourselves to have fun with it. Uh, fun fact, during her time at Pepsi-Cola North American Division, Bozoma uh, reportedly convinced Beyonce to change the whole world with her 2013 Super Bowl halftime performance. So thank you for that. You are dope. <laughs> uh, and I'm just really, really looking forward to seeing her do more bigger things in the public because that is where she belongs. She's amazing. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to go watch this now. <laughs> <laughs> go, go check As it out. Uh, now it's time for everyone's section, the section that's the section of... Bounce of the Blades! Hey! This is our question of the week. <laughs> what? Did somebody fight you, even? Yeah, uh, it's called a battle, right? Yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, this, this is our question of the week section. Uh, keep it very easy, very calm, very short. If any of you, that's you and, and, uh, and, and you, the two I'm speaking to, uh, were to have to survive in the zombie apocalypse and it was themed off a video game, which video game would it be and why? Plants vs. Zombies. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, Plants vs. Yes, Zombies. Yes, so, so, again, I love zombies. I have read the zombie survival guide several times. I have a pretty good idea of how to survive in a uh, zombie apocalypse. And truth is, as prepared as I think I am, I would probably be, like, one of the first people to die because I freaking panic. <laughs> I freaking panic when I get the that I'm too prepared for. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to be real with myself and say I'm not going to make it by in a Dead Rising or a Resident Evil. I'm going to pick, uh, pick Plants vs. Zombies because first of all, uh, you just you hang out in your house and you have your mutant plants battle the zombies. Um, and, you know, if I mean, you know, if they if the, the zombies manage to get past these mutant plants that are uh, adorable might I add, um, then the zombies just enter your house, in which case I still have a chance of surviving because I guess I sort of do know how to how to make it. I do pretend at home that zombies are happening outside and, like, imagine what I would do. 
Um, <laughs> I live by myself, so <laughs> people people will never see this. <laughs> and this is very embarrassing. Somebody else, somebody else, go. <laughs> somebody else. Go. <laughs> yeah, you were starting to spiral a little bit. <laughs> um, so I would choose. Unsurprisingly, The Walking Dead video game, <laughs> and and here's why: because I feel like I would be able to survive the walking. <laughs> they they move super slow, um, for for one, and I'm super fast. I feel like if need be, I could just continue running for the rest of my life, like in order to survive. I just like wouldn't stop. So, um, so so yeah. So ultimately, I feel like. You know the the show is, is is really good. It's very compelling. Great character arcs and story development. Um, when it comes to zombies, they do not scare me. I feel like <laughs> I can take them. Um, either. either you I like one twenty wet, like one twenty pounds. What are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, that is absolutely a fact. But. As I said, I can run. So, like, if there's not a, a little girl zombie, then I can just run. Okay. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm going to pull a, an, an Ethan mulligan uh, <laughs> and, do the, and do the out there choice because I was going to go to the easy one, but I was like, no, this is kind of cool. Uh, I would live in the world of Crackdown 2, uh, <laughs> which is technically a zombie game. You are a super soldier police officer uh, that can jump high at very tall buildings, run at super speeds, pick up heavy cars, and have every type of weapon known to man to destroy zombies. So technically that's cheating, but it's also the funnest one of the three the you chose. I wouldn't choose The Walking Dead because the, the story makes me cry. Um, <laughs> Same. Can't, can't do it. Thomas, what did you choose again? Plants vs. Zombies. Um... I, that's actually pretty fun. Beat I will it. give you that. Exactly. That Beat, it. Beat it. Beat <laughs> it. <laughs> the Walking Dead one had me crying at the end of it, and I can't. I, like the whole point of the Walking Dead game is depending on people, yeah. and I'm not. Yeah, I'm good. They have to build relationships, Coral. and then. <laughs> <laughs> Coral. Coral. Thanks. I got stuff to do, boy. Cool, cool. Uh, Hard out here. <laughs> uh, tell us which ones you guys love on our Facebook, um, uh, and then we'll, we'll just you know. We'll comment about it. Um, yeah. But <laughs> otherwise, uh, this is another... If you choose mine, I will tell you who dies at the end of the last season. <laughs> oh, oh, I do want to say the only the only reason that the Walking Dead game would be like reasonable is because Clementine is in it and she's adorable. And I love her and I want to so, protect her from the zombies. But if she ever, there's ever a time where she died, I would like, F this game! True. That's rude. Clementine is perfect. She will never die. Uh, this show. Yeah, so her name is Clementine. Okay, uh, so no, uh, this is another successful week of Blur Culture. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. Like us on Facebook and rate our show on iTunes. Our official YouTube page will be up pretty soon. And our Facebook is going to be our regular news feed to keep you up with all the cool Blurtainment stuff going on. Uh, also putting funny suits on Instagram now. I just put up one today as well. And... Uh, Quickly, just want to say, I uh, wanted to say this at the beginning of the show, but uh, rest in peace to the folks at the, the Pulse shooting that happened this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, us here at Blair Culture are big supporters of the LGBTQ community, and I just think it's a freaking, I was about to cut, it's a freaking show. Insane that AR-15s are legal um, after yeah. so much tragedy and shooting have been done with that same weapon over 
a, a decade now of crazy mass shootings. So I definitely want to know that we that we stand with Orlando. I also uh, I also want to say that self hate is a dangerous thing. Um, mm -hmm. That man was seen at that club several times over three over three years, um, and the fact that he got to a place where he hated himself so much to do something so vile is, makes me sick and we really need to get to a place in not just this country but this world where we can accept each other as we are yes and yes. be happy with that yes absolutely yeah and that and just the whole blaming one person does one crazy thing and we want to blame a bunch of people for it that too because that is no better there's one insane guy and it's his fault for being that idiot. Absolutely. We, we have to look at the issue at large, and it is it is systemic. It is within society, and it's something that we need to root out. It is not one type of person. It is not a group of people. It is humanity as a whole, and we yes. just need to do better. Absolutely. Do better. We love, no, yeah, do better. Do better. <laughs> do better. Do better. We love y'all, though. Yeah. Y'all and, and, and bless the families that, that are uh, dealing with this closest to home. Um, and hope y'all get through it. But yeah. this is Troy signing off. This is Ethan. Peace, love, and soul. Hi, <laughs> 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 Doc. Oh, God. This is Sean. Um, I was going to sing the rest of To Be Fruity by Lil Richard, but I'm not going to anymore, so I'll see Thank we'll, you. We'll talk to you guys later. This has been a karaoke behind everything. We're good. Uh, <laughs> I got a girl named Sue. Uh,